What is it you want, Barry? What do you want? You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. All right, everybody, I am Kevin from The Real Movie Guys, and you are watching The Real Review, a series where we review and discuss all your favorite movies. And don't forget, if you like what you see and you want to see more, be sure to like and subscribe to the channel today. It's December, so you know what that means. Real Christmas. Real Christmas is a special event where we review all your favorite holiday films. On today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at It's a Wonderful Life. An angel is sent from heaven to help a desperately frustrated businessman by showing him what life would have been like if he never existed. This review did not go the way I thought it would. I thought I would be reminiscing about a Christmas classic, and to some degree I will be, but the story of George Bailey is just so closely associated with the holiday that at this time of the season, the two are inseparable. I did find myself getting lost in the holiday nostalgia, but then I also found something I didn't expect as well. I want you to imagine that throughout your life you have always attempted to be a good person and to do the right thing. Of course you have your own dreams, but life just finds a way at just the right time to take you off course and in a direction you never really wanted. Maybe you harbor anger or resentment, but you carry on making the most of what's on your plate, never folding, always persevering, holding on to that dream the best you can, until one single moment unravels everything you hold dear, the effort and sacrifice seems to be all for nothing. It doesn't matter. The weight is unbearable, there's only one way out. It's a Wonderful Life attempts to offer the viewer a brief reflective moment just like this, a moment in which you have to wonder if your existence ever really meant anything to anyone, and if you were to disappear today, would it have even mattered? The beauty of this film lies just not within its portrayal of the magic and spirit of the Christmas season, but unexpectedly what it achieves is a testament to the foundations of the human spirit and what I consider to be a masterclass in filmmaking. George Bailey must be one of the most well-developed characters put to film, but while we do spend the first hour of the film essentially reliving a highlight reel of moments that shaped the character's life up until this point, actor James Stewart was put to an incredibly difficult task. You can give a character all the backstory you want, but if the audience is unable to connect with the actor, it would be all for nothing. Luckily, Stewart's performance is incredibly entrancing to the point where I felt like I was walking in his shoes. Make no mistake, every actor does a splendid job, but this is Stewart's movie. He is able to convey every emotion with all the charm and charisma that could be expected in a performance from the 1940s. Even if this style of acting has fallen out of relevance, Stewart's performance ultimately comes across as timeless as we ride the roller coaster of his life with all its ups and downs, resulting in a masterclass of complex character acting. His general likability creates an underdog persona where the audience is constantly rooting for him to desperately get ahead amongst the always mounting odds. A purest example of this would be in the famous Lasso the Moon scene, where George promises to give Mary the moon. This scene, while a bit silly, evokes a pure innocence, helping to attract us just that much more to him. Sure, it is naive and innocent, but you can't help but just feel the heart of this scene. So much can be attributed to Stewart's success when you just take into consideration the direction of this film. Very rarely, if at all, are scenes or emotions over-explained to the audience. Subtly, director Frank Capra points the camera in the direction that we need to be in, relying on the close-ups or simply character facial reactions to move the scene along. One of my favorite scenes, again, showing Stewart's range, has Bailey at the bar, at his wit's end, looking for any kind 
kind of lifeline to save him from this crisis. You hear him mumbling to God, praying for a miracle, but the camera never loses focus on Bailey's face and hands nervously shaking and contorting. Clearly, much trust was given to the actors to actually act, using their longer cuts to give the actor a chance to make the moment sink in, rather than cut to multiple angles. It may seem for some that the editing is a bit slow, but I like to think it's more calculated, lingering to allow a greater range of emotion to be evoked. Which is strange to think, because I feel like the pace of this film is anything but slow. It's hard to believe that in the over two hour runtime, I never looked at my watch once. The movie briskly moves through its events, utilizing a stackable story structure. First, we learn about George Bailey's past, and then increasingly ever so subtly are all the detours he's dealt in his life, ranging from losing the hearing in his left ear from an accident when he was a boy, which resulted in him saving his brother's life, or when he's a young adult and he unwillingly inherits the family business because it's the right thing to do. These increasing sacrificial course alters constantly grab your attention, almost like a past memory that's rushing back to you. Eventually, when all the tension boils over after a banking mistake, the audience deeply understands where Bailey's plan of suicide can almost make sense from one perspective, adding that much more of a feeling of sensational jubilation once he triumphs over it. With the realistic story coming across so natural, it's interesting to see how this film deals with its more otherworldly elements. Now, I know for a fact that at some point in your life you have seen this concept parodied before, whether in a comedic form or as a more serious narrative. It's important to remember though that even though this concept has been imitated, I've never seen it equally matched in execution. The very simple idea of a guardian angel showing up and being there in your time of need is such a simple concept that this film handles excellently. Surprisingly, given the religious beliefs of the 40s, they are not preaching religion in really any manner. Rather, the ideals being applied here while having a religious context can be applied broadly enough for anyone of any belief to enjoy. Henry Travers as Clarence has such a warm and welcoming demeanor. The film doesn't dedicate too much time to him, but gives us just enough to establish a bit of lore surrounding angels and more importantly, hope. Hope in that he is able to help George Bailey discover his self-worth and the important role his faith and sacrifice has contributed to the world. I think more so than having faith in God, this movie asks you to have faith in the goodness of humanity, which I think is where the Christmas setting really plays a role. As you may have noticed by now, I haven't really mentioned anything regarding this movie and its connection to the holiday. As I said at the top of this review, this whole rewatch and review didn't go as I had planned, due to the very fact I realized how much and also how little this movie had to do with Christmas. I would say about 75 5% of the runtime has literally nothing to do with the holiday, but the magic that happens in the latter 25% of this film, it's in those moments where the film really comes together and makes sense as to why Christmas would be the only holiday season to help save this man's life. When asking a man to see the best in people, what better time could there be than Christmas? The season itself is always open to more whimsical and magical stories, making this divine intervention that more convincing, but it's the heart that can only be found in the Christmas holiday that is the lifeblood of what this film is trying to achieve and catapults it to such successful heights. One time a year when we see our faith in humanity rewarded with kindness of others, knowing that they are not alone in this world. Though, ultimately, this film can be viewed outside of the Christmas holiday, to much success in fact. It's that inclusion of the holiday season that, lack for a better analogy, seals the cinematic package with a huge heartwarming bow, allowing it to stand the test of time maybe more so than many of its peers from that era. As the quaint town streets are dusted with new fallen snow, the dreamlike world that is created here in it's a Wonderful Life offers maybe not an answer to why our dreams don't always go as planned, but reminds us to make sure that we never stop dreaming and to have faith. 
One powerfully underrated scene in this film is when George Bailey is trying to get his daughter to fall asleep. She tells him that she doesn't want to sleep, she just wants to look at her flower. George tells her that if she can just fall asleep, then her flower can become a whole garden. It's a Wonderful Life sets out to tell a small personal journey that's message is endless in its outreach, limited by only our dreams. There's a reason this film has lasted in the zeitgeist of humanity for so long, with a legendary lead performance, thought-provoking themes, and a holiday setting that is incredibly integral, but also a small piece and what I consider to be a cinematic masterpiece in execution. This all leads me to my final score. I'm going to give It's a Wonderful Life an A+. Get me back! I don't care what happens to me! Get me back to my wife and kids! Help me, Clarence, please! Please! I want to live again! I want to live again! I want to live again. Please, God, let me live again. It's a Wonderful Life is in itself a gift that keeps on giving. I urge any upcoming filmmakers or those with the slightest interest in film to really give It's a Wonderful Life a more critical look than maybe its holiday reputation would have you believe. For many, Christmas may be the first thing we associate with this film. For me, however, the profound journey of George Bailey will always be looked at as the film that urged me to dream bigger, tossing my lasso in hopes of finally grasping the moon. Before we wrap up the year 2021, I just want to say a special thank you to all the fans out there. Uh, more importantly, everyone that helped with this channel. Johnny, Adam, my wife, Julie, who's in the background, always being my cheerleader. Uh, it's been a wonderful year, guys. We put out so much content. I know we don't have the biggest numbers in the world. Uh, we're almost at 100 subscribers as the time this video drops. But every single one of you have contributed in such a special way. Just like this review kind of stated, you know, dreams are an important thing. And my goal was just to hit 100 subscribers by the end of this year. And look, we're, we're practically there. You know, there's so much more to come. There's so many more stories for us to take a look at, review, discuss, interact with, have fun. I wouldn't trade this community for anything. And I can't wait to see where we go in the future. For the end of 2021, I'm Kevin from The Real Movie Guys signing out. We'll see you next year, guys. If you guys like what you've seen here today, consider giving this video a like and leaving your thoughts in the comments below. If you want to stay up to date with everything Real Movie Guys related, make sure to hit that subscribe button and check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget all you audio listeners at home, we are available on many podcasting platforms. Just search The Real Movie Guys and should pop right up. Thank you again all so much for joining us on this episode of The Real Review. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. Catch you next time.